you don't really see people's wealth. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs, and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life, but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Massive shout out to all those who are rating, reviewing the podcast, and some of you Awesome people in the community. I've noticed that you've been sharing it on your Instagram pages in stories and stuff, tagging me in it. Absolutely awesome. I really appreciate each and every one of you who are doing that. We're getting this out to more people. Look, the thing that I really care about, I mean, me doing this podcast is so stupid, right? It costs me money. It costs me time. There's no logical reason why people do a podcast unless you really, really, really wanted to just put all your time and effort into it. Like a lot of the big podcasters do like Joe Rogan and stuff. You know, he spends the majority of his life doing podcasting as well as, you know, living his life and so on as well. But it's a full-time job. I do this because I want to share stuff that help people to step up. And I really believe that way too many people in life play in their safety zone. They're playing for comfort. I have spent well over a million dollars on personal development and personal growth, right? I have done so many courses. I've did three NLP master programs. I've traveled around the world, worked with some of the smartest people. I've worked with university professors and stuff like that, learning from them. What I know is this, is that most of what is taught about human behavior is done in a soft, passive way that makes people feel good, but doesn't move them. That's cool. Like if you're listening to this podcast because you want a bit of a G up in the morning, fantastic. Cool. But that does not mean shit, right? In one year, you'll still be listening to this podcast going, this is a great job. Part of the reason, though, that I do this podcast is because I believe the world needs more people like me who are more aggressive, who are more abrupt, and hold people accountable. I know that you know what to do. I know that you know how to lose weight. I know how you know how to get fitter. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to other podcasts, you probably watch YouTube clips, you probably watch shorts on TikToks, and you've probably learned a lot of shit. But the question is, are you, with that knowledge that you have right now, are you executing at the level of that knowledge? And for most people, it's no. Imagine doing a business degree. You do a business degree, you know everything about business, you come out of uni, and you never run a business. You work for somebody else. Why does that happen? Because the person hasn't developed themselves enough and stayed accountable enough to run a business. If they've done a business degree and they wanted to run a business, yet they don't understand how to run an actual business, it's because they don't like dealing with the emotional shit that comes with business, as don't most people, right? There's really three types of business owners. There's a business owner that's emotional, yet they don't have the skill. They're normally the people that go, fuck working for someone. They jump out, they start a business, and they just go, shit, I'll figure it out. Those people spend most of their life just drowning in chaos because most of the time they don't learn the skill set that they need in order to make the business grow. This is why 56% of businesses fail in the first four years. This is the reason why 80, I think it's 84 or 83% of businesses don't have more than four staff. It's something up there. It's in the 80s. Why? Because that way a small business owner can micromanage their team. Why? Because they never develop the skill. So that's one type of business owner. The other business owner is a highly intelligent intellectual person that doesn't like 
the emotional shit that comes with business and they can't control themselves. So they're the people who go and do a business degree. They put together the world's best business plan. They put together all the data, all the bits and pieces on paper, and then they start the business and they go, oh shit, I don't like financial struggle. I don't like having to deal with people. And eventually they just bail. Why? Because they have all this knowledge inside their head, but they can't handle the emotional shit. Now, by the way, the first example I gave, that's a person who has poor character. Because that business owner isn't smart enough to realize that until they build themselves mentally and emotionally, and until they develop their mindset and their psychology, and they develop the character of someone who is a great business owner, they're never going to succeed, right? They're just going to spend their whole life drowning. Now, some people will drown for like 20 years and eventually they'll figure it out. But it's like 20 years of just suffering. That's most small business owners. Then the highly intellectual person, they think they know everything, but the thing is that they don't know how to deal with the emotional shit and the challenge and the chaos. And so they just can't handle that. Why? Because they haven't developed the character. They don't have the mindset and they don't have the emotional control to be able to handle business growth. So who then develops and builds great businesses? The person who develops their character consistently, works on their mindset, works on their psychology, understands that there are always gaps. So they work on their communication skills, their leadership skills, they're always developing, they're always growing, they're always adapting, they're figuring shit out. They surround themselves with the right people, they put themselves in the right environments. They increase their standards consistently, right? They might be working 100 hours a week and they start getting tired. The average person goes, well, I just need to work less. The intelligent person says, okay, I still need to work 100 hours. How can I fine tune this? And they go, shit, my diet needs to improve. So they change their diet. They don't reduce the workload. They just change their diet. They start exercising a little bit more and they fit that in somehow, somewhere. So they might say, well, I still am working 100 hours a week, but now I'm going to take my team on a walk. We're going to go for a walk and we're going to discuss something. Then that way they still get an hour walk every day. Now they're physically moving. They're improving their health and they're still working 100 hours a week. That's the smart person. The smart person does more, not less. The dumb person does less. Like I meet dumb people all the time. They're like, oh man, I'm overworked. I just need a rest. And I'm like, you don't need a rest. Look, you just I just watched you down a kilo and a half steak, eat a bowl of fries, drink three beers, right? And you've had 18 coffees today that are all full sugar, like four sugars, full fat milk. Like it's a wonder your eye sockets haven't blown themselves to bits and you don't have diabetes in your feet. I watch people with shitty habits try to grow their business. They can't do it. So they try to decrease the workload because they can't see that they have gaps in other areas that are affecting their ability to work. People who eat shit food and they go, you know, I just, I just can't think properly. Like I just, I, just, I don't know what goes on in my head. It's always chaos. And I'm like, did you ever think that the food's fucking affecting that? Oh yeah, probably a little bit. That's what's doing it, right? So what my point is, is that if you want to grow in any area of life, the number one most important thing is developing the character. You don't want to do less. You want to be able to do more. You want to be more effective, more efficient, more adaptable, have more courage, right? You want to pack more into your life, not less. Most people are trying to figure out how to pack less in their lives. Like when someone comes to me and they're talking about holidays all the time and financial freedom, I know that that person is, they have literally hit a life cap. They're hitting their glass ceiling. Because Warren Buffett doesn't talk about financial freedom, yet he's one of the richest people on the planet and the greatest investor of all time. Elon Musk isn't thinking about financial freedom. He's focused on building shit. 
Now, if he has an area of his life that is impacting his ability to achieve his mission, to achieve his goals, he changes it because he stays focused on what's important. Most people don't do that. They just decrease their goals. They decrease their standards. They decrease the way that they live or they justify it because they've mastered one area. Do you know how many business owners I meet and they're like, you know, I've got all this cash. I make all this money. And I go, but dude, you look like shit. You're tired all the time. You drink all the time. In order to feel good, you go and take a whole bunch of recreational party drugs and shit to feel good. And then you go on holidays all the time because you're trying to escape your life. But the holiday never solves the problems that you really have going on. It just makes you feel a little bit better. And really, you come back from holidays, you're fatter, you feel gross, all of that shit. That's not a good life. You're delusional. But they'll justify and they go, yeah, but I, I, make, I make good money. And that makes no sense whatsoever. Life is about living. Life is how you live your life. And it's not about one area. If you've got great relationships and no money, eventually the no money is going to impact your relationship, right? It's probably the number one cause of arguments in a relationship is financial. But then people don't think about, I need to work harder on my financials in order to improve my relationship. They try to improve the relationship and it does for a little bit until the money creates an issue again. A lot of people think I want to grow my business, but they don't think my business is being impacted by the way I look after my health. So instead of improving their health, they keep trying to improve their business, not realizing that their health is impacting the business all the time. Unless you look at your life holistically, you're never going to have a great life. Because in order to have a great life, you have to feel, feel, the word is feel, feel like you're having a great life. Now, you can't have a great life when you, you don't have a job that you don't like, when you don't have enough money consistently coming in all the time, that you're not progressing and working hard towards something. Because progression creates fulfillment. Most people want to be fulfilled, but they're avoiding progressing because they keep sticking to what they know in their comfort zone. So the real truth is that wealth, if you want to have a wealthy life, wealth comes from what you don't see. It comes from all the shit behind the scenes. It comes from people looking at their life and trying to increase those things. There is nothing more disgusting and more sickly, and I meet these people all the time, than someone who makes a lot of money who then uses money as their excuse to not do shit that's going to improve their life. It's disgusting. They play safe. I would rather have no money and then have to work my ass off again to get more money, but to also keep pushing myself to improve. Like This is why the real wealthy people that I meet, they will say things like, you can take away my cars. I don't give a shit. Now, you know the beautiful thing about that is that they don't operate out of fear. I know if I went broke tomorrow, I actually don't care. Yes, it would suck, but I don't care because the thing that I love more than anything is progression. I love pushing myself to grow because the only thing that I really care about in life is becoming the best version of myself that I can. Right now, I do better than the average population by a lot in a lot of areas of my life. Right now, there are some people who are listening to this who do way better in certain areas. But overall, I fucking love my life. I wake up, I get out of bed, Jess is amazing. She's absolutely phenomenal. I can't believe that I've actually met a person like that. Do we have rough times? Hell yeah. Do we both push each other hard? Hell yeah. But she's just amazing. She sticks by me. You know, I know that we can have arguments and we come out better on the other side of that versus trying to prevent the arguments or stop the arguments and both end up passive like most people do in a relationship where they both let their partner get away with shit or you have one person who's passive and the other person who's aggressive. The aggressive person tells the passive person what to do all the time. Fuck that shit. I like it when I do stupid shit and Jess grooves me on it. Jess loves it when I push her as well, although she doesn't all the time. 
you know, she loves it when I push her because she becomes a better person. And that's what life's about. It's, it's about becoming. It's about becoming the greater version of yourself. It's about becoming better. It's about pushing yourself to that next level. That's where you get fulfillment. If I woke up next year in the same position that I'm in today, I would be fucking pissed. I would not enjoy life. In fact, if I'm in the same position next month as what I am in today, I would be pissed. I've got enough money. Why would I want to push to the next level? Because that's the thing that's fulfilling. That's why if you take away my money, you take away my cars, I will still progress and work towards it. I love walking into the gym and lifting heavier. Why? Because it's progression. I love then changing it up and getting pushed cardiovascular-wise. I love not doing cardio, proper hard cardio, for three months because my gym workout is more centered around heavy weightlifting. And then I go for a run again. I'm like, man, this is fucked. I hate this shit. This sucks. But that pushing there, I know that I'm starting. And then the best thing that's going to be is that next week, I'm going to be a little bit fitter. We're going to do the same run again, and I'm going to feel a little bit better. And then I'm going to do it again the following week. And in a month, that 5K run that I almost died and had to take 10 breaks in, and I had to walk halfway on that 5K run, in two months, I can run continuously. That is fulfillment right there. That's called progression. I know you know this because on the days where you where you crush everything, where you just get into work or you do what you got to do, at the end of the day, you're like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. Now, you may have been through hell throughout the day. But at the end of the day, if you have grown as a person, you've solved problems, you've taken on challenges and you've expanded, you will feel fulfilled. Hey, Driven Mofos, if you ever want to have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. If you wake up and you go to work, and you start the day with, oh shit, I gotta go back to this job, don't wanna be there, this thing sucks. And you keep doing that. Next week, you're gonna wake up again and go, I fucking hate this. Then you're gonna to go to bed at nighttime and you go, I don't know how I put up with this shit. Why am I, why am I still in that same job? Why am I making the same cash? That's the fastest way to feeling depressed and hating your life or not, not even enjoying it. Or doing what most people do, looking for escape. They'll put up with that shit because it's not painful enough. But if you're putting up with stuff in life, it only gets worse. You shouldn't put up with anything right? Life isn't about putting up with things. It's about expanding as an individual. So it is super important to realize that your wealth, you as a person, now remember value and wealth are the same thing. Self-worth comes from your value. Your value comes from living your values, from being the best person that you can be. Now, if you do that day after day after day and you're living your values, you're expanding as a person, you're taking on challenge, you create a greater, more valuable person. That is how you create your self-worth. And that's what we're all searching for because that creates our fulfillment in life. There's nothing better than that feeling of increasing your value or enhancing the quality of your life because you're consistently progressing. So just remember, wealth isn't in a bank account. It's not a car. It's not a house. When people say that person's wealthy, you see their money, but you don't see them. When you really see the person, you see that wealth is what happens behind the scenes. It's the shit that people can't see. That's why I try to talk to people. Like when I park my car somewhere and someone comes up to me, I had it the other day, old guy comes up to me, I, I had my R8 out and this old guy comes up to me and he comes over and has a chat and I always, I always talk to people unless I'm in a rush. 
which I hate because sometimes if I take, let's say the McLaren out, if I go out in that car and someone comes up for a talk and I'm like, look, look, I got to go. I know that there's part of them that says this person doesn't want to talk to me because they think I'm not worthy of their conversation. That hurts me. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. It's just sometimes I've got to get to meetings and shit. I hope they understand, but sometimes they don't. This is etched in my mind. I remember parking my car one day and I was just getting out of the car and I was in a rush because I was already like 10 minutes late for a meeting. And this little kid comes up to the car and I think he was slightly, I, I think he was like, he had some sort of disability or whatever. And, you know, I said, oh, hi, like, hi quickly. The dad said to me, he said something like, do you mind if we take a photo? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And he said, oh, would it be possible to, to, for my son to sit in the car and, and you know, have a bit of a look at it and, and for you to show him? And I said, look, mate, I'm running super late for a meeting. I got to go. And I ran off. Like, I think it was a, a meeting with the accountants and all that shit and bookkeepers and stuff. And I felt like a fucking prick afterwards, right? I will always take time to talk to people. And, and that's why I love going to car meets and stuff. I'm one of the only supercar owners who let people sit in my car, which blows people shit. Like when I see a little kid near my car, I will walk up to the kid, not the parent. I'll walk up to the kid and say, do you want to sit in the car? Because the kids normally say yes. And the parents normally freak out because they're afraid that the kid's going to destroy my car or, you know, that they're going to damage it and they can't afford to fix it or pay for it. But that's why I let the kids sit in the car. I want to inspire them. But most people see the car. What they don't see is all the shit that happens behind the scenes. They don't see the 100-hour work weeks. They don't see the ex-staff members that leave the company and go and talk shit behind my back and say how fucked everything is and, and all of this sort of shit and, and badmouth me. They don't see the people on social media that, you know, leave vicious comments that I've never even met before. They've never even seen me. But they just have this idea about people in my industry. Or they're triggered about something. Now, everyone has an opinion. We all know this now that we're all using social media more. It doesn't matter what you do. People are going to have an opinion about it. To me, that stuff there, they don't see. They don't see the fact that I spend probably at least on average an hour a day studying, learning, and trying to better myself because I know that if I want a better life, I have to better me. I always come before the life. Now, you probably don't realize this because if you did, you'd probably spend more money on your own personal growth, on your own personal development, and expanding yourself as a person. The amount of time investment and the amount of money investment that you invest in yourself is what you get back, right? As a multiple. So on year one, if you go and spend $1,000 on growing yourself, you might make a little bit more next year, but not, not the extra $1,000. But next year, if you go and spend $2,000 year two, and then you spend $5,000 a year after that, you might then, by the time you're spending $5,000, you might be making an extra $2,000 a year. But then you'll go and spend $10,000. That $10,000 might make you an extra $6,000 a year after. You're still spending money. Eventually, if you keep doing that on year six, seven, eight, 10, 15, 20, what will happen is that the growth will flip 180 degrees. Now, if I spend $100,000 a year on coaches, mentors, and, and I do, right? This year, I guarantee you, I will spend probably $100,000 on coaches, mentors, and advisors, going to seminars, going to events, reading books, and doing stuff that helped me to grow. It's probably 100 grand. But in that 100 grand, I would assume that that will probably net me at least, I would say, probably 500 to another extra million dollars, maybe even more. It all depends. Because over time, shit compounds. But that's why I believe life always tests us to see how much we want it. Because at first, if you don't have $1,000 and you've got to come up with $1,000, 
that's extremely tough because it's like, I have negative $1,000. I have less $1,000. On year two, you're like, shit, I feel better. Life seems to be a bit better, but I'm still with negative $1,000 down. But what happens if I spend two this year? I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be better. So you spend two, you're now negative three and you've made zero, right? You've made zero back. Life hasn't got any better. You're still in the same job. Maybe you got a little bit of a pay increase, but not much. Year three, same thing. You spend seven grand, but you get three back and you're like, oh shit, I've now spent more money, but I've made back year one and year two together, but I'm still, you know, three or $4,000 behind. If you keep doing that, eventually the amount you spend and the amount you make back cross over. And the beautiful thing is Warren Buffett said this, and this is why I love Warren Buffett, greatest investor of all time. He said, my most valuable asset. Now, this is the richest person, one of the richest people on the planet for the last 25 to 30 years, right? So he is a phenomenal individual, right? Some people can make the rich list for like two or three years, but if they lose everything and fuck shit up because they grew too quick, I mean, it's impressive, but it's not, not as impressive as being in the rich list, the top 10 for you know, 20 or 30 years. He said, my most valuable asset is time. He said, I can buy almost anything but I can never get back my time. Most people devalue their time. That's why they sit around, watch sports on weekends, drink, get drunk, wake up hungover, feel like shit, get home from work, watch a couple of hours of TV, get in pointless arguments that don't go anywhere. Most people devalue their time. They don't give a shit about it. They waste their time. Okay, they waste their most valuable asset. Then Warren Buffett said something even more amazing. He said, and then my second most valuable asset is my knowledge. He said, that if I lose everything, I still have my knowledge. I can rebuild it all. And he said, but if I lose my mind, nothing else matters. The two things that most people devalue or underestimate is their time. They'll devalue that and they waste it. And knowledge. Most people don't see the value in creating a better base of knowledge for themselves in all the different areas of life. And because of that, most people never really get to where they want to get to. But true wealth is created behind the scenes, all the shit that people don't see. The more you work on the stuff behind the scenes, the more people see stuff out in public. So I remember a quote, and I don't know, I don't know where this quote came from. Someone can probably send me a message on Instagram and let me know if you if you know where this quote came from. But it is that what is practiced in private will be displayed in public. So what is practiced in private will be displayed in public. Now, if you don't practice anything in private, then that's going to be on display in public. If you practice everything in private, you'll have everything in public. If you practice becoming a better person in private, you'll be a better person in public. So what happens when you're at home and what happens when you're doing shit by yourself or when you're sitting there in a, in a room, studying, learning, growing, developing yourself, no one sees that until it becomes public. And then when people see it in public, they're like, shit, we see the outcome, but they don't see the work. Very rarely do people see the work. They just see the, the outcome or the result. And that's why social media can be such a destructive thing. Because if you see the person with a six pack, you see the outcome, you don't see the work. And so most people think about the outcomes they want, they don't see the work. Highly intelligent and evolved people see the work. So if I want to make an extra $10 million revenue in our business, I see the work. I see what has to happen, which is why every day I just keep walking forward, walking forward, walking forward. Because I know if I keep practicing in private, eventually that'll be demonstrated in public. 
So if I just keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away every day and I keep putting in the work, eventually I'll get there. But if I just focus on the goal and go, I want an extra $10 million, I can fantasize all I want. All it's going to do is make me more stressed out, more frustrated and feel more shit about myself because I'm not there yet. And that's how almost everybody lives. You probably live that way because most people I speak to live that way. So I assume you live that way as well. And that is that you'll focus on the goal and not focus on the work. When you focus on the work, you win life. Anyway, Driven Mofos, just remember, wealth is created from what you don't see. It's not what you see that matters. It's what you don't see. All this shit behind the scenes. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass. Raise your standards. Keep them high and keep pushing hard. Take care, Driven Mofos. (laughs) 